food and drink industry has seldom been far away from the media headlines or far away from the top of ministers' intrays in recent months. But where does the Labour Party stand on the key issues affecting the industry today? I'm Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture, and I've been joined by the man who can tell us, and that shadow food and farming minister, Hugh Aranka-Davies. Hugh, thank you very much for joining me. First of all, let's take the issue of genetically modified foods. And the Environment Secretary, Owen Patterson, is clearly a supporter. Would you like to see GM foods on supermarket shelves anytime soon? I'm glad we've moved away from the debates around so-called Frankenstein foods, where it really polarised debates before. Let's go with the evidence. Certainly there is a strong case to say that GM production within parts of Europe, including the UK, may well be necessary, both in terms of food production and food security, but also in terms of actually providing not just affordable food on the ground, but food that also could help with environmental benefits as well. So we've always been open on the evidence of this, and we think it's a good rational discussion that you need, and not, I have to say, being gung-ho one way or the other, because there is a slight fear in the Owen Patterson fully robust approach, we must have it come what may, in that it does risk scaring the horses a little bit. Let's do it on a good rational basis, let's bring forward the evidence that shows how this can be of use, and then actually have the debate with the public as well, because they need to be convinced. It shouldn't be a thing just for the industry to do, it has to be a wider societal change within the UK as well. But we've always been quite open on this, we were in government, we continue to be. Another major issue that will impact on the industry soon is the new groceries code adjudicator. Is the Labour Party now satisfied that that position has the teeth to protect manufacturers in its dealings with the retailers? Far more satisfied than we initially were. It was great to see that when this bill came through Parliament it had real scrutiny and it was given more powers. And I think, to be honest, I'd like to see the adjudicator never having to deploy any of those powers. I think the very fact the adjudicator is there will mean there will be a behavioural change within the whole supply chain. But should they need to name and shame, then at least they have the powers to do it but also should financial penalties be needed they now do have those powers they don't have to go running back to the secretary of state to ask for permission to use it the adjudicator is there to make that decision the adjudicator is there to effect behavior change without using these powers but if they are necessary then at least they know there and it was wonderful to see the government do a complete u-turn on this before we even got into committee because we had so many members of parliament from all parties saying give them the full range of tools and then let them get on with the job. So it's in a much better shape. I'm confident it will, in a softly, softly way, get real integrity and fairness across the supply chain. And moving on to skills and training, the government has set up the Future of Farming Group to look at how the skills shortage in, in farming and food production can be tackled. If Labour was to win the next election and you were the Food and Farming Minister, what would you do to encourage more people into the food industry? I welcome, by the way, the initiative the government has set up. But one of the things we need to do is shout loud and proud about the importance of this industry and the opportunities in it for young people to enter it and that's not only within the food science and technology but right throughout the industry through the business end of it the commercial end of it and so on it is quite simply the largest employment sector within the whole of industry within the UK ministers need to step up to the plate a bit more and make this absolute mainstream to growth in the UK economy and sing loudly to universities schools colleges that this ought to be part and parcel of encouraging young people to come into the industry finally 
EU, the government says that it is striving to increase food exports. It's been on numerous trade delegations abroad to promote British produce. If you were in power, what would you do to further promote British produce and encourage more exports? One of the things we can do much more with, I think, is with protected status foods, not just for the UK domestic market, but to use it as the brand that we can take abroad and say this is the very best of produce. Also, that we should be using this far more within public procurement as well, and we need to think creatively because going on these trade missions is absolutely the right approach, but we need to be able to say on these trade missions that it's good enough for all our schools and our armed forces and our colleges and elsewhere. Then we can promote it even heavier when we go abroad. But certainly export potential is great. We know that diets are changing and we have great export opportunities from the UK into emerging markets, China and elsewhere. We'd be putting our foot full down on the accelerator there to make sure all of our food manufacturing sector can take those opportunities, big and small. And one of the things that I do hear from some of the SMEs within the sector is they sometimes feel it's difficult to get a toehold in export markets and they're not part of these trade missions. So perhaps we could do a bit more for them as well as the big players. That's Yoranka Davis, the Shadow Food and Farming Minister, outlining his views on GM, the Groceries Code Adjudicator, and exports and skills and training. This is Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacturing.